All right. All right. We're getting things set up. It shows that we are now live and I want to welcome you in to the sit up podcast uh, with your host Leroy Barber. I am. Yes, recording is in progress. I got it. And so I am your producer, Andrew Morgan. This is a day that we're excited about. We're coming up on Juneteenth here in a little bit. We've got a lot to talk about and unpack today, but this is going to be a show where we're going to talk about Juneteenth a lot. So if you want to know a little bit about it, we want you to definitely comment, put some things down and let us know. We're also going to talk about some of the pressing issues that are going on in and around the world, some of these shootings and some of the other things that are going on. So welcome into the Sit Up Podcast. I'm going to stop talking so I can hand it over to Dr. Leroy Barber. How are you doing today, man? I am doing fine. What's up? What's up? It's good to be here. Hey, I, you know, bro, I am getting tired of the rain. I don't know my PBA <laughs> folks out there, North Northwest folks, y'all, come on, y'all got to be tired of this rain, right? This is this is getting. I, it's I June. It's June and it's fifty-four degrees. Man. Like I like that's we have on sweatshirts, and we have to have them on. Like that's that's right, right. I don't know. It's like, but you you remember last year? You remember how hot it got last year? Uh -huh. We had that hundred nineteen degree day. Yes, felt you know, like, like that. You know, I think you you left town for, <laughs> for that time when that heat wave hit. I'm not looking forward to the heat coming back. But this is ridiculous, this amount of rain here, man. This is a lot. Um, yeah, I'm tired of it, bro. But let's uh let's let's get this, let's get this show going and try to give some liveliness. And yeah. <laughs> although I can't see any sun, I'm only seeing clouds. <laughs> All right. So next week, hopefully it'll be sunny. I want to start off the show and we're gonna mention it a couple of different times. I want to like frame it as this is the sponsor of today's show. You've got an event going on. Uh, we've got an event going on next week. So I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be a part of it. Uh a Juneteenth event. Before yes, we get sir. everything going, sorry, some basic so, information on that. Yeah, so talking about Juneteenth. So uh next weekend we are doing we're doing a weekend of stuff, actually. Uh so on Friday, uh we're highlighting art. We're doing we're doing a. We're doing a thing, we're, we're calling it like Celebrate Black, right? Uh, and uh, over the whole, whole weekend, looking at business, looking at the arts, right? Uh, looking at uh, all these, you know, music, kind of doing a whole breath of uh, what Black folks celebrate and bring into the world, right? And so Friday night is an art show. We got some artists coming in and uh, showing us kind of like putting their work up and uh, folks, we want folks to support Black artists. So come uh, Friday night, that's going to be over in Northeast Portland. Saturday is Black Business Fest in which uh, we got Black businesses set up. Uh, we'll be over in uh, Southeast Portland uh, on on uh Woodstock at All Saints Church. We're gonna use their out, you know, their outside area. Uh and then Sunday, um, we're doing a combination. Uh my daughter started a car wash a couple few years ago on Juneteenth and she's doing that and she uh she you know highlights a uh a, a nonprofit that they give to I think this year she's chosen acts on stage and then we do like a, a community event. Uh, along with that, uh, so uh, so that'll be Sunday here, and uh, actually right in our neighborhood on our block, kind of big block party kind of deal. And so 
if you, we recommend folks do that on your block, you know, or yeah. in your neighborhood, right? Do something on Sunday afternoon. If you need some information though on that, uh, just go to voices-project uh, slash Juneteenth and you'll get every, you'll get the information on all that stuff. Voices-project slash Juneteenth. It's going to be a good weekend. You know, and I definitely suggest that one of the things that you can do uh, in your community, like I love the idea of finding a nonprofit to give to. And so if you're watching this show and you want to share a black nonprofit that is deserving of, of some sort of gift, if, you know, if your church wants to get together and give to this nod to a nonprofit, let's put it in the comments. Let's let people know that like, hey, we can cross the aisle and reach out and help and, and do we, you know, do something good here. Uh, to celebrate right. Juneteenth. We all uh, can, can celebrate it. We're going to talk about Juneteenth and, and how we all should celebrate it a little bit later on when we get to talking about uh, corporations putting their hands on certain holidays. So we've got that coming up here in a little bit. Real quick, and it's going to be quick because today is a quick sit-up podcast. want to give a couple of really, really quick shout-outs. I want to start off with you giving a shout-out. Do you know anyone who graduated? Because this is the time of the year well, we do a graduation shout out. Let's get one from Graduation, you. man. Uh, you know, my daughter, my fifth kid is graduated from David Douglas High School this week. Uh, and that's been fun to celebrate. Um, you know, uh, my boy, uh, uh, Tally Hairston up in Washington, like that dude is celebrating some real cool stuff. He's getting his doctorate. I think he's got a kid graduating from college, and he's got one graduating from high school. Uh, I just, I just think that's awesome, right? Like black family education, all these graduations. So, if you are, if if there's a graduate near you, around you, celebrate it, right? Because uh, school is an education is not made easy, right, for folks of color and especially black folks. So. Uh, uh, shout out to the folks around me that's graduating. Um, and we just gave you an example of a brother whose entire parts of his family is graduating, all three of them. Uh, and so uh, you ce celebrate the ones around you as well. Be cool. Yeah, that's a good thing right there, man. Um, also, my niece and nephew, I got Jeremy and Jordan. They graduated back in uh, a couple of weeks ago back in Tulsa. Um, and uh, even a co Regina's cousin, Tasha, graduated law school. She said, I'm going to graduate law school. She was an adult and she made that decision. I'm going to do this. And she finally did it. So shout yeah. outs to them. Here's another shout out that I think you like. You're a money guy, man. LeBron James is not a billionaire. He's the first active NBA player to ever become a billionaire. I put out first there because I just want to point out that Jordan didn't do this. Uh, <laughs> not as an active player. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for y'all, for some of y'all that don't know, our producer Andrew Morgan is not a Jordan dude. I don't know why he's not. I wear his shoes, but he I always takes shots at Jordan. So he wants to make a point that Jordan became a billionaire after he was a player, but LeBron while he was a player. All right, you got your. I, I just wanted to point that out first. It, yeah, first active NBA player. So that's something that's something big to shout out right there, man. Um, you know, think about that. Think about how he's changed, you know, like having the school, sending kids to college. He's doing something really positive with his wealth. And I think that's worthy of a, of a really good shout out. You know, it, it, sarcasm and everything aside, taking Jordan out the picture. That's a pretty big deal. I also saw a graphic where it said Tiger Woods is now a billionaire. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
it seems it maybe something affected his his income with his divorce. I don't know, but I, we thought he he was. He was, busy. but then he got divorced. He lost half his money, but now he. Eddie Murphy tried to warn us. I mean, we we knew, but there you go. He lost hey, half. Hey, speaking of bro, do you know that whole live golf tournament and they putting out all this money? They offered Tiger Woods a billion dollars to play in that thing. A billion dollars to come play golf. Oh my God. Listen, I would be, I don't care about, I, there's no ties to the PGA. I would be there. <laughs> exactly. I would be there. That's, there's no reason not to be there. I don't That's know why he did it. A brother who was winning golf tournaments, right, from the time he was a kid and winning tournaments at places where he couldn't be a member. Why? Like, what do you owe the PGA? I mean, you, you they're, they, they are making buku money off of Tiger, man. So anyway, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Shout that, out to do that. quick shout out to Coco golf. Uh, she did lose in the finals, but she made it there. And that's like, we got to keep rooting on this young lady. She is the future of tennis. Uh, Sloan Steve, she beat Sloan Stevens on the way uh, to the finals. And so like, shout out to her for, you know, going deep. We've got some young ladies, who are doing some really great things and changing the tennis world all on the back of, you know, we would have to say inspired by the greatest athlete of all time, Serena, yeah. Serena Williams. Absolutely. So true goat. Um, there's a lot go going on. Man. Go for your next one. Your next one about the, the NFL owner. That's, that's I, all. I was trying to look up her name real quick. The whole time we were talking melody and I cannot melody think of melody. Hobson. So, some people know her because she's the wife of Steven Spielberg, but that has nothing to do with her. She was already an accomplished uh, financial investor. She already had her own money. She is now being brought in as a partial you know, minority owner of the Denver Broncos. Think about this. She is a black woman owning a piece of a NFL team. This has not been done. This is an unheard of thing. She didn't inherit it. It was her own. She's bringing something to the table that she knows how to grow wealth and they recognize that so they they needed diversity in their ownership group and she was the first choice that they had and uh it's going to be interesting to see you know what this could possibly plant like hopefully this can lead to seeing more women owning uh leagues possibly uh or teams you know like uh this is this is a that's a big deal man that's well, a big deal you, go. you got black women breaking it breaking the mold getting in there right opening the doors and hopefully yeah. this will do that yeah it, it was so funny i saw a tweet earlier this week where uh i think it was a uh, zawi b like she's she's actually currently bitched because of financial reasons in the WNBA. they took a lot of their young talent or just talent in general and said okay you can't play this summer uh, for lack of spots. And so when the news broke about LeBron, she said, hey, how about you buying a WNBA team? Because I'm unemployed right now. <laughs> and it starts this discussion of like, you know, like this, hmm, maybe you never know what's next, you know, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with all these, these brilliant minds, black minds being in positions of power, you know, in finance. Um, I was looking at one of the things that I want to shout out is the NBA players in general, uh, because they are out here supporting Brittany Griner. Uh, the Boston Celtics showed up uh, before their game a few a few games back with with BG shirts, and we've got LeBron James throwing his name and his weight behind it, and 
uh, Carmelo Anthony as well. So this is this movement to get Brittany Griner home is starting to pick up some steam. Stories are starting to be uh, put out there more frequently. And so we just got to keep bringing her name up every single time we cut a camera on, every single time there's a news reporter nearby. We need to free BG. We need to bring her home immediately. Brittany Griner needs to come home. So uh, that's 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 a good you shout know, out. I'm still getting I'm still getting like messages about uh, when I put out about like if Brittany Griner if she wasn't queer and if she wasn't black that we this would be a major story. I'm still getting folks pushing back on me on me on that. Like it's the it, truth. It 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 is it, just a truth, man. That it's just hard to swallow, right? Yeah. And and when we know the truth, folks pushing back, they know the truth. They know they know they know if Brittany Griner wasn't queer and wasn't black, that we would be hearing about this like crazy. And we might even have some legislate legislation, and we probably would have something said by um uh Congress, Senate like the executive like we would we would we would get we would be getting all kinds of all kinds of stuff so yeah yeah can they folks can deny that if you want but we know we know the truth about that yeah well we're about to transition into some of our main topics we're going to talk about gun violence here uh, i do want to throw out one real quick shout out that i just remembered if you are in the vancouver washington area like i am vancouver family magazine is one of those little free handout type magazines that you see uh, in different places. It's a filmmaker on the cover named Drew Holly. And in it is an interview where he talks about, you know, being a filmmaker and, and living in this area. And he's, he's, he's on there. It's like a father's day issue. So you got this black man with his child on the cover. And uh, it, it seems like it's, it's just a really great thing. So let's celebrate that. If you get a chance to see any of them around Clark County, please pick one up. I, I just I want to support this brother and everything you do. He has a brilliant uh, Buffalo Soldier documentary uh, out right now. So please support and figure out. And he spelled D-R-U. How many other like what's the chances that you run across a D-R-U filmmaker in Vancouver? So I got to support him. Got to support him. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. So um, this is a subject you know, shifting gears a little bit. This is a subject that's serious when it comes down to, since we last had our show, we talked about Buffalo. We named off the victims from Buffalo. Since then, we've had Yavalde, we've had the shooting in Texas, uh, at the elementary school in Texas, which is enough to stop right there, you okay. know, like, but there was also a shooting. Uh, since that, there were two shootings in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, one in Taft, Oklahoma, historically black town, where one was killed and eight were shot, including small children. Uh, then a few days after that, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at a doctor's office, a man uh, drove up and killed his doctor and uh, the other doctor in office and two other people. Um, and then, right, you know, and then just uh, yesterday, we we had news of 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 another shooting. In, uh, was it Smith? Uh, I cannot think of the name of the town right now. I apologize. But there was another shooting at a factory in Maryland where there was three killed. And we see the political theater a little bit. We see people saying like, hey, we've got to do this. You know, we've got to change some things. There's some interesting discussions that are going on. I woke up the other morning and I watched families 
testify and it broke my heart to hear them talk about dropping their kids off or taking pictures with their children at award ceremonies not knowing it was the last moment mm. that they'll see their child mm. um there's stories of you know there's so many different stories of people sharing about gun violence and it's a nuanced conversation and sometimes you feel like it, it shouldn't be and it can't be um especially when it comes to the fact that children are, uh, so many children died but it appears that not a lot is going to be done about this so Libra, i want to i want to ask you what your opinion is where does your hope lie like where do you sit in this space considering all that we've kind of endured and taken in over the past few weeks well you know i want to i want to uh first like um you know we pause we always pause right for when there's morning and, and and we've done that a number of times and I, and I think we need to continue to keep folks who are mourning in front of us. Um, the second thing is I, like there are there are folks who are doing really good work around stopping and ending gun violence and who have been doing it for a long time. Um, the live free the live free campaign comes to mind uh, with. Uh, Mike McBride and, and 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 that team and those folks um, doing a lot of work around violence in a long time, uh, and I think if you want to follow anybody uh, and get good information and uh, I follow live the live free follow live free campaign around any gun violence. My personal thoughts is I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm, I'm I'm saddened and I'm appalled at a country um, that allows one powerful entity um, in the NRA to continue to ignore uh, what's happening and what is actually obvious, what the majority of Americans in a democracy want. Um, and uh, some of those things are so simple, right? Like raise the age of buying assault weapons from 18 to 21, right? Uh, stricter uh, permitting, right? Like background checks and those kind of things before you can buy um, guns, right? What I, I it baffles my mind that we can't even do those simple things in the wake of 20, 18, 19, 20 kids getting killed. We can't make those simple changes in the NRA and in, in, uh, in our government. The House has voted, right, passed to move, to move some legislation around those things. But Nancy Pelosi says, but we don't wish, we're sure it won't pass in the Senate, right? Political games around laws being lost a couple hundred shooting, like mass shootings, right? Like, I, it, it lends me to say this, do we really live in a democracy, right? And I say that carefully because I know there are uh, worse situations and folks living under uh, types of government that, that, uh, that, 
that cause a ton of harm. So I say that carefully, but I also say we need to we need to question and be critical of what a democracy is and how we how we make this one better. Right. Uh, and so uh, that's that's where my questions come from. Um, that we're we're not thinking critically about it in in, in a broad sense. Um, and it's staying and staying in all this political posture in the literal death of people and kids around us and in front of us. Do How? you, what do you think, like, so for example, today, a lot of people are marching uh, on the National uh, uh, Mall. Uh, individuals are taken to the streets around, around different uh, cities or across the country uh, to demand change. What are some of the changes that can take place like do you have any ideas like because it feels almost hopeless that some sort of law is going to be passed or something's going to change with lawmakers what can we do on this level like what is it is this a just a, a hopeless thing or what's what's the hope for us on this level i'm a believer one like we need to do do the small things that we need to do and if there are things locally um that you can do to change laws, to make things a little more strict uh, around um, guns legislation, you should do that in your, in your, as in your counties, in your city, right, in your state, um, uh, pass stricter laws, right, as well as we're trying to push the country as a whole, right, uh, to work on this. And so I think we do both, right. I think we get involved with both. I think. Um, we, we, we speak out, we curb our own, um, uh, our own kind of uh, use, if you will, if you are a gun owner, what, what does that mean? How do you, how do you, like, how are you a gun owner and doing that responsibly? If you, you know, I, I, I personally am not one, but like, what does that look like? And what does that mean? Like, we gotta have, we, we gotta get down to, to, the 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 reality of what we're living with and yeah yeah i I don't want to name you know troublemakers and and senators and folks who are who are not helping but those power structures also have to be challenged and removed right um from office they got to go yeah hey you know i want to ask you a question man did you see uh the the January 6th hearings that were on primetime the other night. Yeah, man, I took a peek at them and uh, to, to see some of the actual stuff, right? It just blows your mind. But we knew what was, we knew what, we know what was there. Like, we know this. Um, and I would be ashamed to go through this and still not, like, not hold the person's who orchestrated this accountable. Yeah. And think you know, messages, I think of the messages we're sending out by not holding these folks accountable to an insurrection. Think of the message that's going out to all of the truly hurtful and evil places in our, in, in our world, that you could get away with hate crimes, you can get away with causing an insurrection. You can get away with making false 
stories that you know are false. You can like imagine the messages that are going to the evil parts of our world and our country. It's it's crazy, right? Like it is it is giving right life to evil things. That is that is what's going on. Is the person who's 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 uh, who knows the truth and who's trying to live right and well in the world and in society? They know the truth and they're going to do. They're they aren't going to they aren't going to be affected to go out and do something evil. But the evil pieces, right, are going to go out and do something more because they feel like, oh, I can. I can maneuver my way through the, the legal system and around the system to be okay with this. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it's like you you won't when you, once you see something like that on prime time, that is your fear that like now all of a sudden we've we've spread this message even further. Um, because some people are not watching it, they're watching it for the highlight of it, you know, like they're not watching it and all looking at it in a fair bound, you know, in a fair way of saying like, oh, you know, like these are real facts. They're looking at it thinking all of this is a false narrative. Um, when it boils like, so Jack Del Rio, for example, makes a comment about, about this, kind of dismissing the concept that this should be something that's investigated, but it should be something, you know, like, but we, you know, we should talk more about what happened after George Floyd died. Now I'm paraphrasing greatly, you know, about what he said. But I want to go ask you a deeper question in relationship to that. The NAACP looked at his comments and said, hey, he should be removed from his job. He's coaching a team that's primarily made up of African-Americans. And it's no way that he's going to be able to coach them fairly if he has this type of bias, if he thinks this particular way. Where do you lie with that with that notion that if an individual is showing his, you know, he has a, a lean, he's leaning a particular way that he, you know, that they can't be in charge of minorities or can't be char in charge of someone who's affected by it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I lean that way, right? Like, like his culture, his beliefs, right? His attitudes, right? Um, the decisions that are his that become relational and personal decisions over people's lives right like somebody with that kind of attitude who has decision making power over majority black people even right on on that team um there's going to be some bias there's going to be um some relational hiccups there's going to be a call that he gets to make that affects a black life literally. And we know his attitude. That is yeah. the problem with having uh, uh, folks in those kinds of positions with those attitudes, with no, with, right, with, with, with no way of balancing that power. Because you can't balance it with owners. You can't balance it with GMs. You can't even balance it with coaches. They don't even, there's not a, even enough coaches to hold hold one accountable right right so i mean it's, it, it's an interesting discussion to kind of even to to think about like you know in the in the factor of and i'm gonna and this is i under this might sound a little ignorant but i want to just play devil's advocate even though it's gonna make me sound bad to say this or whatever but 
but I, I want to make this point just in case someone's hearing this and they're thinking this. Um, what would you say to the concept that if you are, you have this pro-Black stance, should you then be allowed to be in a position of power over whites or, you know, because you have a pro-Black stance? And I, I, I hear, I hear the devil's advocate in there. And you know my, you, you probably know some of my thoughts around this, right? Is um, what, what, what happens in, in, in these situations is people um, put their, put the white narrative on everybody, right? And so the way, the way in general power and white folks have treated BIPOC folks historically, right? the evil nature of that historically, people want to put that on, on BIPOC folks as if we will repeat, we will do the same thing as what white people did and make that our narrative as well, right? I, I don't believe that. I, I believe people who come through and understand and grow in diversity and its understanding of oppression and all those kinds of things will have a different demeanor on how they treat people that are so-called working for them or under them yeah right i think it's just different it's a different narrative don't put your white evil historical narrative on me as a leader i don't lead that way and i think i think that's the conversation yeah that's good that's a great point man um let's shift into our last segment um, our last segment of the show that we like to do, and we haven't done it in a while. Um, there's a lot in the, in the ugly that we just kind of brought up, but we, we call this segment, I'm angry. Um, and there's a lot of different subjects that an individual could be angry about in this world. We've got inflation. We got, well, finally some baby formulas come is hitting the country here, uh, you know, in a little bit, but there's a lot of different things that, uh, you can look around at society and you can say, yo, this stuff is making me angry right now. Do you have a I'm angry right now off the top uh, that you you want to discuss? Because I've got be one. A couple things there. You, there might what? Yeah, there might be a couple things. And you, and I think and we talked about this one. Like like I I I am uh, uh, happy and proud and uh, celebratory around Juneteenth, right? Um, right. But. The angry part that we talk about, we talked about is the like how it becomes, how things become a corp, you know, of, of corporate nature, right? Um, and and take over uh, what the beauty of something is. So the beauty of Juneteenth and the celebration of freedom and of 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 uh, tenacity, right? Uh, and all those things that that black people celebrate around Juneteenth. Now, you know, Walmart has a Juneteenth flavor ice cream or something, right? Yeah. Like, like, you know, that 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 gets under my skin. That makes me that makes me angry. But but why? Why? You know, like why would this make you angry that corporate America is now jumping in on the bandwagon that 
you know, like you can go to the store now and you can get things that are Juneteenth flavored or set up just for Juneteenth, which I don't know what the flavor of Juneteenth is. I'm assuming there was chocolate in that ice cream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope at least, but I just kind of moved on once I saw it. I was like, yeah, that's nonsense. But, <laughs> but let, let me ask you this question. If I'm a white person, how do I celebrate Juneteenth then? That's I mean, good. this is separate from the corporate question. This is more of a, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, it's a reach. I'm, I'm, but I want you to teach. You know, I, where where do I go if I'm a white person? What's safe for me on this Juneteenth holiday? Where do I fit in? Well, one, you need you need you need to know what it is, right? Like like um, uh, and and why it is important uh, and what the significance of it is, like we always talk about like, do your homework, right? And don't uh, don't count on folks of color to always do that for you, right? Uh, the second is, it's a celebration of freedom. So I would hope that most folks wanna celebrate freedom and most folks wanna celebrate uh, slavery ending in one way or another. Now, we don't like, we don't we don't want kind of appropriation like all white places dressing in dashikis and all those kinds of things right we don't we we don't want that kind of thing but support what we're saying is support support what um, needs to be histor needs to be repaired based on history right so support black business support black artists give to a, a, a Black-led nonprofit, right? Um, um, do these things to support repair of historical injustice. That's what we, that's, 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 that's what I said. That's how, yeah. that's how I, right? Um, let that be, let that be the guide. Like, let that be your celebration. Go, go, go and support those type things. Yeah. It's important. It's a very important thing to do, uh, especially when you live in a community like the one we live in, where it's not that many uh, African-Americans here. And so when you do see something, please support it. Uh, this is a perfect time to naturally just bring up something you had mentioned already earlier today. You've got a weekend uh, of events coming up next weekend. Let's run through this one more time before we uh, before we start to make because I got a, a I'm angry, but I want to make sure we plug this right down. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're in if you're in the Portland area, uh, there's a weekend of celebrations. There's an art um, there's an artist uh, show and exhibit and time on Friday night in Northeast Portland um, over off Martin Luther King. Uh, there is a, a Black Business Fest where there will be Black businesses setting I'll up. Be there, my, yeah, one of my Black businesses will be there. Yep, yep. And and so we want you, we want folks to come out and and support, buy stuff uh, uh, from these Black businesses. Uh, and, and that'll be Saturday on 10 and 2. And then Sunday, we're... Um, we're supporting what was uh, in, my, in our neighborhood anyway, what was uh, uh, my daughter's endeavor to support a community neighborhood and nonprofits through a car wash she started a few years ago. And we've joined in that, we've joined in that with a community celebration. And that's what we'll be doing in my neighborhood. And I'll be, I'll be throwing down the barbecue. Yes, sir. All right. And you can find information on voices-project uh, slash Voices-project.org slash Juneteenth. Voices-project. 
org slash Juneteenth. All right, man. Well, my before we get up out of here officially, my uh, I'm angry is about inflation and the lack of addressing this issue. Um, I don't necessarily get get the feel goods when I see the president on Jimmy Kimball and all these other shows. And, you know, I want something done about these gas prices. My rent went up 28 <laughs> percent. I'm going to mention that as many times as I can. I'm going to be all right. Uh, God's going to provide the God's my source. But my rent went up 28 percent and no one batted than I. <laughs> like he was just like, I didn't get 28 percent more apartment, nothing. Yeah but I got 28% more rent. That's a big deal. And I think that uh, for me, I'm okay. Oh, I'm sorry, was I, am I going out? Um, for me, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, That's you're cutting in and out, man. Hey, oh, okay. All right, well, the, the gist of what I'm saying is, you know, we've got to do something about, you know, about this needs to be addressed. Um, this is a big, All right. Well, I'm just going to end it right there because I don't know. It just it just stopped the recording. But there's been a uh, that's my I'm angry. It's about inflation. You got your own inflation stories and everything. So we can we can end that part right there. Um, Dr. Leroy Barber, you got anything else for the folks? I don't think so. Being that our signal is getting weak here, and that's probably our sign in this in this time, Heather. Uh, I'm Lee Barber. This is Andrew Morgan, our producer. This is the Sit Up Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Let's begin. All right. Hey, yo, don't don't uh, cut the whole thing off. Just go up to the Facebook and cut off the live. Okay. I just got the whole thing off. I, yeah, I think it, I, I actually think it all is off.